Hello, everyone, and welcome to Completely Useless Talking. I'm talking to myself today because no one wanted to join like last time. We don't care about all of your introduction and all of those things there. God damn it! Who let you back in? I let myself back in because this show needed we me. We changed the keys. We put up electric fences. Look, we're gonna we're gonna throw this out there. I know you've been trying to keep me off of this show. No, it's just every time I say, hey, we should do an episode to continue our storyline, you say, nah. No, no, no. You just you just admitted changing the locks, the electric fence, all these things. You, you think I have it. budget for that? Okay, look, maybe maybe some of us have other things that are better to be doing. Maybe some of us wanted to be paid what we are worth when we come on I've this godforsaken show. I've given you your dollar. Yes, these dollars that you insultingly threw at me. I am worth more than dollar bills being thrown at me. I'm worth at least five dollar bills, preferably tens. Give me some Alexander Hamiltons. No. I'll give you the link to the Disney Plus that will let you watch Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Besides the point, what we were supposed to be doing was signing this contract, but you have just lowballed me and lowballed I have lowballed none of this. I have welcomed Every contract setting, every communication, everything. Your lawyers have stonewalled me at every turn. That's because my lawyers know how to take care of me. Just because you're not fancy enough to be able to afford lawyers doesn't mean you get to talk down to those of us that can. I mean, why are you coming at me like that? Why are you coming at me with the truth? <laughs> <laughs> my lawyer is my cat. My lawyers forwarded you the uh, contract that I will be expecting you to sign, and I will not be leaving here until after that contract is signed. Well, to be fair, I have given it to my legal representation. She is looking over it right now, and uh, she'll put her paw on it when she has read through it. Is that is that valid? Is there is anybody that can confirm that this is a legal way to sign a contract? Hey, hey, hey. Cats can become lawyers too. So it's legal in terms of this this show. It's 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 canon in the show that cats can sign contracts for, as a representative of you. Not as a representative, they can look over things, but they cannot sign anything. She's just gonna give me counsel. Alright, well we will have to bring her in here later on and watch you sign this thing, because I will not be satisfied until then. Where is your legal counsel? My legal counsel has already prepared the contract. Come on, Dylan. I told you they've already got it prepared. They've already sent it over to you. I've already approved it and signed it. All it requires is your signature. And mm -hmm. then, finally, the people can be blessed with some actual entertainment on this show. Actual entertainment? You abandoned the people! No. For months! Sometimes For the, months! Sometimes you need a break from the people, so that way they can truly appreciate the greatness that you are. John Cena, calm the fuck down. Boop, 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 boop. Oh no, we got DMCA'd. We're doomed. You've you voted me. I have no money. Plus, as I, as I mentioned, I'm not I'm not above admitting it. Yes, I had some uh, friendly banter with you back and forth, but um, we all know the secret to a great contract negotiation is you make them realize how great they had it, make them realize what they're missing. You know, I bought Crockett for a T-shirt, right? That that was our legal negotiation right there. I bought Crockett for a T-shirt, and he has like five episodes. And Crockett is not me. Yes, because you are remarkably cheaper than Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> Exhales into the microphone. I take offense to this because that is not the case. What is the case? Say my name. Heisenberg. <laughs> Say my name. I'm now just thinking of the how it should have ended where he says that to Godzilla and he just roars in his face and he goes, you're goddamn right. You are goddamn right. Mm hmm Nevertheless, I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, contract negotiations. Yeah. Um, 
you'll you'll sign the contract and I will I will be happy. I like I said I've returned here because at this point I think you've realized what you're missing. I know all of the completely useless talking fans sure missed it because I was getting DM after DM. I don't have DM. socials. And these are well, then there's a fan made completely completely useless talking or everyone everyone Are you knows. one of the people who email me constantly saying <laughs> Every, we made you this website the, the social media that I have the presence which i don't really have any but people find ways they send me fan mail they slide into the dms of the social medias that i do have mm-hmm. and um this is outside of you know the usual people sliding in desperately wanting wanting me wanting to have me for themselves um said no one ever i'm gonna look past that <laughs> um and they're saying how the show just hasn't been the same since i since i haven't been on i said the quality of it is just downhill um, it's the same useless conversations each time. That's literally in the name. <laughs> useless. This is the show without me is very useless. And you know what? I think we need to rebrand here because why would we want completely useless talking? We want completely useful talking. Still cut, still cut. <laughs> but when I'm on here, it's got to be it's got to be useful. Conversations. I'm assuming you put a 2.0 at the end of it, too. Yes, and it's very colorful. It's a very colorful logo as well. <laughs> yeah, with no more grunge, heavy metal aspects, just uh, bright, colorful white. Yes, but you and I here, we need we need conversations that the people, my fans, I was going to say our fans, but let's be honest here, my fans, we need Sir, have you even listened to the, any of the episodes? I am going to have to plead the fifth there. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I have certainly listened to some of the episodes, but have I listened to every episode? I've listened to the episodes that I'm on and a couple other ones. <laughs> You're a bastard. Hey, I what can I say? I much like the people know which ones are worth listening to. And which is all of them, of course. I don't I don't want to completely bury the brand here, but the ones that are especially worth <laughs> listening to are the ones with me. But that in mind, what I was saying is I forgot what I was saying. You know, that's not surprising because you were like, you know, huffing and puffing hot air for a long ass time. And I didn't think you were going anywhere with it. Um, I believe I was going somewhere along the lines of, oh, yeah, completely useful talking. So yeah. we need the we need the people who are listening to feel like that they can learn something. We want to be educational or we want to give them something that they can take and apply into their everyday lives. Yeah. Who wants to, who wants to sit and listen to some guy named Dylan talk and rant about. Other things that what do I talk and rant about, Nicholas? Nicholas, what problems. do I talk and rant about? You don't talk and rant, but uh, no, 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 no. You say I talk and rant. What do I talk and rant about? Well, for example, that implies you listen to the podcast. For example, you're talking and ranting about nothing right now. It's, it's just a rant. again useless it's a rant about nothing. Useless is the second word that we use. Useful. That's your show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna counter here, and we're gonna talk about something that is going to be relevant to the people. Who are listening to this? Um, what are something? Tell me. You know. You know your fans. You're you're mm-hmm. a man of the people. What do your fans mm-hmm. really care about? Uh, they care about random stories, wrestling, uh, video games, and just us yelling at each other, probably. Okay, so uh, video games. Do you know the uh, Konami code off the top of your head? Konami code. What? <laughs> This man pretends to be a gamer. I'm giving them useful information here. What the hell is a Konami code? It is the greatest, um, more or less, let's call it like a cheat code. You know how games would have up, like, like up, title. like so, like left, right, up, down, circle button, start, A, B, more or less. And in older games, sometimes I would unlock a, a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it would give you an ultimate like 
cheat code for the game, but the uh, Konami code, and this is useful information that mm-hmm. I totally know off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. The Konami code, which everyone should know if you were a true video gamer. So wait, now the real question is, why isn't Xavier Ward sued for that? Up, up, down, down? Yeah. That's only the first part of it, and I don't know if the Konami code is actually trademarked. Is it? Is it not actually trademarked? That'd be interesting if it was. I don't know, but I mean, there's the reason the, the other faction was left, right, left, right. I mean, just because there are other directions and they did not go that direction. Up, up, down, down. Wouldn't have made sense for it to be left, left, right, right? It's left, right, left, right. Because I know. Konami code. But they've lost their one of their most ample supporters. He is gone. He has joined. They've lost multiple. <laughs> they've lost... Uh, how long do you think Cesaro's gone? I mean, what about Cesaro? Until he's released. Oh, don't say that. I know, he's a great wrestler, and I don't want it. He, he, he won his match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania just to... And then lost it, like, a, two months later. Uh, he had lost the rematch, and then lost the rematch of the rematch. And then lost the random match on Raw. I mean, SmackDown. And, yeah. Um, well, you did say that people care about wrestling. But, wrestling! But, but let's be honest here. What's useful about wrestling? Entertainment value. It's literally just Spanish soap opera storytelling combined with live action anime fight sequences. Mm, so what is something useful we can give knowledge to people about this that they don't already have? That they don't already have? I don't know. What you got for me? No, no. You're the man of the no, people. No, no, no. No, 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 this is not, no, no. This no, is no. not my no, no, show. No, 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 want. I want to make it useless. You want to make it useful. So come on. Come on, Rebrand. Come on. Okay, how, how about this? We'll, we'll see which one the people like more. You can make it useless, and you go first, and then I will give information that is useful. But you start us off here. Why do... But what? Why am I... No, because, because my, my job, show. my job, exactly, which is why you're going to start. No, which is why to, you're going to fucking defend your point, because I'm the god in this scenario, and you are not. I don't think you're a god in any scenario. I'm I'm the god on Notice Tuesdays. Notice I said scenario because I'm fancy, and I give the people useful things to do and say. Spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. <laughs> uh Professional wrestling, in a uh, useful way in which we can talk about it, is in a storytelling perspective. So, um, those of you listening to this, if you've ever dreamed of being a better story writer, being a um, just a professional writer, or um, someone who you are, you have a point in the entertainment, in the entertainment value of it. If you want to get involved in that aspect. Um, first thing you want to do is probably not watch any WWE. Nope, none of it. Because you won't you won't find a lot of stories there that are. We were talking about this uh, on the drive over on, here on the uh, the drive that don't last more than what a week, yes. a month. Uh, WWE has a habit of not intentionally creating long term booking. Therefore, their stories are not um, typically cohesive. Becky, Kofi, um, who else? But there are the examples that come along, Zack Ryder, um, unintentionally, naturally, and then they sometimes are managed to like go off and become pretty great stories. So if we look at uh, the ascension of Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement, you can look at that. And no, see. no, no, it's Big Show's movement. Remember, he came yeah. out and then he stayed. <laughs> Big <laughs> Show invented the Yes Chance. Big That's Show correct. invented the Yes Chance. <laughs> Big Show invented the Yes Chance. Um, but we have Daniel Bryan's natural ascension to the top of World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, just because he is an everyman and we see how the fans, the things that he does that get the fans behind him. So that's one 
example of storytelling. We, of mm-hmm. course, have uh, um, everyone's favorite wrestler, CM Punk. CM Punk! The, I got uh, to chant that. I'm very happy. Both I got the chance that live. So we both have the story of him and his time as WWE mm-hmm. champion. Uh, and like becoming it, WWE champion the summer of Punk. 434. The voice of the voiceless, the pipe bomb. And then his story of walking away from wrestling. And then and returning back is mm-hmm. a whole story that AEW is is told. I can't well wait so for far. heel punk to come out because like I like this like humble happy CM Punk, but then the moment he turns heel, I'll be like, yay! See again, useful, useless. But I will, I will I will indulge your useless conversations. Um, tell me about this this heel turn. Do you think it will happen? When do you think it will happen? I think it will happen after Hangman becomes champion. Because then I feel like a heel CM Punk versus the top babyface would be a money draw. Do you think that could be his first loss would be against Hangman? Yes, 100%. For the title, 100%. Do you think people will boo CM Punk? Um, yes, just in terms of because, like, let's be honest. People booed CM Punk in 2012 when he turned heel just to help him with the momentum. They'll do that there. I'm not so sure, certain. Although I, I do think um, if you're going to put him against Hangman... Then maybe you'll get him booed just because people will cheer Hangman. Oh, right? all, all day. Like, who do you consider the biggest babyface in AEW? Punk or Hangman? Hangman. You consider Hangman a bigger... It's just because he has that three-year story behind him. And there you go. Another example of useful information that we can give you here is the story of uh, Hangman. Hangman Adam Page. Do you want to give a Cliff Notes version of the story? So basically the man, he won a tournament to for contention for the first AEW championship. He lost it to Chris Jericho. I'm pausing for you to fanboy over Chris Jericho. Break the walls down and continue, please. Mm-hmm. Um, he then proceeds to lose a decent amount. He see, says he needs to go on his own from the Young Bucks. He does not because the Bucks are like, no, we need to stay together. He eventually tags with Kenny Omega. It takes him a while, but they find a groove. They win the tag team championships, become the second time tag team champions, and then have a banger of a match before we all win the lockdown. Um, against the Young Bucks, which they're all friends in real life and they all start this company together. And it just explodes from there. Fantastic match. And then you can see the tears and like all that in the storytelling. But then as it keeps going, Hangman starts having le- less confidence in himself and he's just trying to maintain this idea of he's great. He's good. And then it goes from that to end up being manipulated by FDR. Which is, to, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish here, but I, I want to I focus on the rel- relatability mm-hmm. and the uh, usefulness of yeah. the fact that we can relate to this hangman character who is having self-doubt and confidence issues. Mm-hmm. Not sure if he has what it takes. Right? And like I vibe with that story on a very personal level. So, go hangman. And then he lo- they lose the titles to FDR after some careful manipulation by them. Um, he, they then, uh, Kenny and him split. There's no like violence. Um, Hangman goes after the belt in a tournament, loses to Kenny. Um, the Dark Order try and say, hey, we can be friends. And then he doesn't really want friends because he's been trying to figure himself out. And like even then he grew to be like, I can use some friends now. And then go from there. So let's take this uh, usefulness and this storytelling to mm-hmm. an, an even more specific level. Is here. this just our t- is this a TED Talk in wrestling storytelling or a masterclass? I don't know if we're qualified to do either of those things, but I I am specifically going to focus on like wrestling matches. Yeah. Here. I mean, so I'm curious what you're thinking of is ways in which either examples mm-hmm. or just in general ways in which you can build 
a story specifically in a match, in a, in a wrestling match, but are ways in which we build stories. I say we. Um, I've never been in a ring uh, professionally, that is. We support the Paragon, though. Yes. Um, but ways in which you tell a good story in a match, which um, very loosely related to this, but heels on, I believe, is it HBO? Stars. Stars. Sorry. Heels on Stars with a Stephen Amell eight-episode series, um, which... I need to watch that. Focus on Stephen Amell's character, uh, Jack Spade, who um, writes his own um, local indie wrestling I would say, doesn't he run it? Yeah, he runs it. He writes all of the matches. He writes all the storylines. And then he has a younger brother in it, played by Alexander Ludwig, right? Correct. And um, Is his name Jack Spade? So Stephen Amell's character is Jack Spade. His younger brother's name is Ace Spade. Oh, I messed it up. Damn it. I knew that. (laughs) I kind of fucked it up. Um... But if it, one thing that I think it does a really good job is focusing on like the writing and the storytelling aspect. It's something Stephen mm-hmm. Amell's character is very um, like passionate about mm-hmm. is telling that story. So what does that look like in a match as opposed to... As a match, well, I think you even told me this. Like, all great matches have a slow start. And, like, they build and, like, they get there. And then they do these big spots and then they go from there. So it's a lot of, like, feeling out the opponent, grappling. But then you also see the emotion behind it. And, like, you do, like... I'm going to throw Young Bucks and uh, Hangman versus Omega back in there because they have like this history and they do all these things and they bring back a lot of things, like a lot of moves and a lot of spots that they did throughout their time. Um, so you can have that moment, but you also like can have it like you can have like all that talking, all that. But what you want is you want to see the action. You want to see it unfold, unfold like that. The way you do that is you just do a um, lot of like standard spots, grappling, flipping, doing all like. You play to the strengths of the people in the ring. And then from there, you burp into the mic. Um, and then... Um, I would never do that on my show. It's not your show. Uh, I hate it. Just, just continue. <laughs> and then, so you just do... Um, and then, like, you build the match. You build up, a, get people's attention. And then that's where the high spots come in. That's where, like, these close calls, these false finishes, these all those kick in. Because then you get... For those of you that don't know what he's talking about, um, false finishes, someone kicks out just before three um, high spots, more dangerous parts of wrestling where that's either jumping from top rope... Jumping over the top rope. Jumping over the top rope. On top of... Things that involve more flippy nature. Tables. Yes. Tables, ladders, chairs. They killed that pay-per-view. Thank God. And stairs. (laughs) And stairs. It's a stairs match. Ooh! Um... But no, it's just, and then you build it up. And then since they've had this long, complicated history together, um, one of my favorite kickouts of all time is still in that match where they do the golden trigger, which is Kenny and Ibushi's like finishing move. Mm-hmm. And then as they hit Kenny with it, the ref goes, one. And before he can even pick up his hand to do two, Kenny kicks out and just gets mad at the Bucks. And I'm like, yes, do that. Well, so and to your point, I can't remember exactly what you had phrased. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, I think you said playing to the wrestler's strengths. Yeah. And that's something that I think is really cool about wrestling is that the storytelling in a match mm-hmm. can be completely different. Like, yeah. Um, you're not, you're not going to have, I mean, you have, can have matches that are very similar. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd go as far as say completely the same, but there are some that are definitely on like different ends. So the example that you have, that's one example of a story. But for some reason, the one that came into my mind was mm-hmm. The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. And the story in that match is not one of like technical, like, no, oh, it's my, just... my leg is hurt. No, it's a story of you have 
Hulk Hogan wearing the black and white of the, the NWO, but he's being cheered by this crowd who is just so excited to see him back on the big stage. And you mm-hmm. have The Rock, who is traditionally supposed to be the good guy in this match. Getting, and he's been carrying that company ever since exactly, WCW. Um, getting booed. Mm-hmm. And so they look at each other in the match and they kind of work differently and they work and they play into those cheers that Hogan's yeah. getting and they play into the boos that the rock is getting mm-hmm. not what had originally been planned for the match but they recognized that they needed to tell a story that was a little bit different than what they had and so they they switched the dynamics yeah and they went on on that way and then of course by the end of that show Hogan had become a face anyway so they sent the uh, NWO out there to beat him up uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Ash the other members of yeah and then the same could be said for Johnson versus Cena, uh, one, Rock, The Rock versus oh, yeah, Cena yeah. one. Sorry about that, but no, it was like it's legitimately that's the same thing because by that point Rock was being cheered, Cena was being booed, and he was going into the heel character a bit more. And thinking about specifically the character of John Cena and how he works in in matches and the story that he tells, um, and, and Cena's been involved in some very bad stories, yes. and some very good stories, but. A, a lot of them, good or bad, always seem to to focus on around the fact that he's very aware that he gets booed. Yeah, and that a lot of people don't. Well, like doesn't him. he go out there and go like John Cena sucks and waves his arms and like conducts the yeah, chorus? He conducts, conducts the chorus of the John Cena sucks, but um, something that is very interesting about him, and some people probably argue probably the boring part of him is that he always wins. He used Aside to always from the win. fact that he he always wins, or that's always the uh, Cena kicks out walls. Um, <laughs> Cena just took 17 ta- power bombs through a table. Now nah, I get that. It's for the most part, I think the story of John Cena matches are always very, very similar, if not the same. Cookie cutter. It's especially especially in his prime when it was the Cena gets beat up, Cena comes back, Cena wins. It was very yeah. much like the Hulk Hogan formula. Yep. Um, which, well, that's WWE's formula in a nutshell. That's true. Even because you use it with Roman Reigns too. Um, they used it with Roman. They used it kind of with Big E so far. Big E, just be a monster. Please just kill people. The, kill Drew McIntyre. So you have that story, but then you also have, um, I can't remember which SummerSlam it was, but the SummerSlam where Cena wrestled Brock Lesnar and got demolished. Like, 14. So you have that comp- that story of a John Cena match that's just been suddenly completely flipped on his head. Oh, yeah. And, and then you get that pop, you get that surprise, and then you go from there. And that was a great surprise, and that was a great form of storytelling where I don't think I didn't think it had a lot of build-up to it. Like, Brock just came back, and he's like, SummerSlam, you, me, go. Well, then there's also the story of the the original Brock Lesnar return where he comes back and then immediately loses to Cena. Right! That, and then Cena <laughs> and then cuts a promo! H. And then Cena cuts a promo where he's like, I'm not gonna recover from this or something like that and i'm like mm-hmm. you just beat that man the man who could literally chuck the entire world yeah i, I will never understand why they brought back brock lesnar just, just to, to lose twice him. but they they did a good job of rebuilding him after that then you, you even um story if you look at undertaker and wrestlemania the story of his matches the first first 10 not necessarily anything special but mm-hmm. once the streak becomes a thing then you yeah. have that added layer of and oh, after multiple times of being set on fire and multiple times of being buried and cement let's not talk about the cement um you have that story which is an added layer of it's the same reason title belts are ideally on the line yeah um is to build that that tension there or give you something to root for to want to attain yeah because ultimately um and i don't think this is true for everyone but i think most people want to be the best at something yeah Whatever that may be, but I think I think most people have a desire to be like at least, if not the best, but very very good at something. And it's the 
the same story is being told in wrestling. That people have that innate desire to be the best, to be at the top. Yeah, that's a that's a desire, especially in uh, in an entertainer perspective, which wrestlers are they're entertainers and athletes. Now, if this were, um, if, if I were to be giving you useless information, I'd be mm-hmm. saying some people um, prefer to be um, on top and some people prefer to be on the bottom. Giggity. Um, but. No, this is I a useful, useful show. Useful this is now a useful right. show. Wow. Are you going to make the graphic for that? No, I'm going to have to do it. Fuck you. Look, if you had just signed the contract. You know what? Q. Q, bring the contract. Bring the fucking contract. This is, this is how it's going to go. Fine. Fine. You want the goddamn contract? Thank you, Q. Thank you. Fine. You want a goddamn contract? Where's a fucking pin? Here's a fucking pin. Hopefully that picked up on the mic. He did a, he did a little uh, scribble there, and his uh, signature is very, very definitely legible. It, it looks uh, nothing like a kindergartner trying to write their name for the first time. There, are you happy? No. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> Did you look down? That was actually the the whole the all reason that I wanted my my question here is you you had your your cat review the contract. Yeah. Do you think that that is a, a great uh, business decision? I don't have any other business choice. You you could have read the contract. No, because I had to do this episode so last minute that the contract came with you and I thought my cat wouldn't betray me or do anything. It's all part of the plan. Uh-oh. But you do come across as a little naive, just allowing a, a cat to read a contract. For but you. here's the thing: I already went over the contract with my advocate, <laughs> Paul Heyman. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. But we'll uh, we will see about that. We might have to refer back to the contract. I'm. I should have read this contract, shouldn't I? Well, see, if I was a classy businessman, I'd give you a copy of it. But I think it's uh, more apropos and fun to just refer back to it in instances that uh, come up where you violate said contract. My uh, my long term uh, my long term deal as is. How long term? Um, really, just you know, um, as long whenever I feel like. <laughs> up. It's it's a multi year deal where I get paid on a, a per appearance deal. Per appearance that. deal. Yes, I, I'm on, I'm working Brock Lesnar dates, so don't expect you got me. you have two dates a year. Don't expect me on your Extreme Rules or your Night of Champions, but your Summer Slams, your WrestleManias, your Survivor Series. I'll come around for those. And then you'll put on a standard squash match. I do. I do have to bury the young talent who are yes. on the opposite mic as me. Ricochet? No. <sighs> Such high hopes. <laughs> Such high feet. I mean, there is there is a wonderful Saudi Arabia show. That you don't talk about that. But they don't have any nostalgia matches on that. Brock Lesnar? Oh Why not? Brock Goldberg. Lesnar's on Goldberg. a nostalgia match. Oh, well, Goldberg versus... Lashley. Well, no, they learned. They almost killed Undertaker. They're not going to do it again. You saying that WWE or the World Wrestling Entertainment has learned from their previous mistakes? (laughs) I mean, no, they never do. That's why we have continuous old people show up and be like, no, build your roster. No, we're going to do it like this. Fuck you. That's how it goes. Well, perhaps we won't uh, dig uh, too deep on this. Um Mostly because uh, some of us have other things that we have to do today. And I have to read a contract now, apparently. I'm just going to take this contract. Nope, I need to read it. Put give it me, in my uh, give me the contract. Over here. Give me the contract. 
And actually, I think uh, I think what we'll do here is we will just say uh, goodbye for now. This seems like a, a logical stopping point. I'm going to go and frame this contract and never let you see it again. And just uh, let that be a slow burn. I've done fucked up. You sure have. I'm Dylan. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Thank you, Eric Bennett, for the outro and intro music. There is no outro music. I don't know why I said that, but thank you. And yeah, I may need to restructure my business. Goodbye.